Today's gospel reading is from Matthew, chapter 13, verses 31 through 33, and 44 through 46. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field. Though it is the smallest of all seeds, yet when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants, and becomes a tree, so that the birds come and perch in its branches. He told them still another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into about 60 pounds of flour until it worked all through the dough. The kingdom of heaven is like the treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. The word of the Lord. Please be seated. As I mentioned earlier, we are finishing up a seven-week series on the parables of Jesus. What a great series it's been. I've really enjoyed it uh, personally, uh, speaking on the messages and hearing the other pastors speak. Uh, what an incredible series to really... Uh, dive in deep to the parables of Jesus. And if, if you haven't been with us, that's okay. Um, the, the parables stand alone. And today we're going to be focusing on uh, the series we just heard from Matthew's gospel about the kingdom of heaven. But before we get to that, before we dive into the kingdom of heaven and the parables you just heard, we have a more important, serious matter to address here as a congregation. And I wanted to just pause with you and, and really tackle it head on. Is it Yanny or Laurel? Which one is it? Okay, so if you, who, knows, who knows what I'm talking about right now? Okay, this has been going on in social media. Someone posted this audio clip, and you either hear the, the name Yanny or you hear Laurel. So uh, which one do you hear? You've already said what you hear, but let's listen. Here we go. Which name do you hear? Laurel. Let's hear it again. Laurel. One more time. Who heard Yanny? What is wrong with you people? It is not, well, who heard Laurel like me, all right? Who can hear both in there somewhere? Okay, but Laurels, can, am, I, am I crazy or were there other Laurels here? Raise your hand, Laurels. Okay, more, a little more Yanny. Okay, so as you probably figured out, there's, um, there's a physiological thing going on here. There's an age thing going on here. Someone put the audio clip together, put the two names together, and whether you hear highs or lows better, whether you're more familiar with one word or the other might impact it, and, and your age. Uh, as we age, we uh, tend to hear less highs than lows, so that explains why I'm hearing Laurel, because that's in the lows. Uh, but it's been interesting. It's been fun. My family split uh, down the middle. Uh, Lauren and I are hearing Laurel, and, and AJ and Kathy have heard Yanny, and we look at each other like, are you crazy? What are you, nuts? Well, I started with that because now I'm going to move you into something else where I want you to tell me what you hear when I say this next phrase. The kingdom of heaven. Now, I didn't layer in two audios there for you, but... When you hear the phrase, the kingdom of heaven, what did you hear? Where did your mind go? What did you think of right away? The kingdom of heaven. 
Did your mind go to a place, a final eternal destination, the place where there will be, as Revelation says, no more mourning, no more crying, no more pain, the place where we believers will be one day, the place where we'll enter and be a part of God's eternal kingdom? Is that where you went? Or when you heard the kingdom of heaven, did you think it's here right now? The kingdom of heaven is, is on earth where believers are. The kingdom of heaven has been in my life because I've been transformed by the grace of God. I've been changed by the love of Jesus in my life. I know the kingdom of heaven is real right now because I've experienced it. I've tasted it. I've come to communion. I've worshipped. I've sensed the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. So the kingdom of heaven must be, must be going on somewhere here now. When we hear that phrase, is it something to come or is it something right now we better figure that out together uh, this morning because we say it every week when we pray the lord's prayer we say your kingdom come right say that with me your kingdom come what are we what are we praying what are we saying to god in that prayer the lord's prayer uh, and we those of us who grew up more with the traditional prayer thy kingdom come we're saying god send your kingdom so what are we praying? We should figure that out. Well, if you come from the Lutheran tradition, you've probably learned the small catechism in one way, shape, or form. And Martin Luther has, under the second petition of the Lord's Prayer, which is, your kingdom come, he asks this question, what does this mean? And if you can see the screen, why don't you read it with me? Here we go. God's kingdom certainly comes by itself, even without our prayer, but we pray in this petition that it may also come to us. So when we pray the Lord's Prayer every week and we're saying, your kingdom come, I mean, (laughs) with love in my heart, I'm going to say, it's coming anyway. That's what Luther's saying. The kingdom of God comes whether we pray for it or not. But we're asking in this petition of the Lord's Prayer that it may come to us also, that it may be a part of our lives right now. So Luther's hinting here that the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, which, by the way, are synonymous in Scripture, It's something we can pray for right now. He also adds this question to the the small catechism under the second petition, your kingdom come. How does God's kingdom come? Well, God's kingdom comes when our heavenly Father gives his Holy Spirit. So whenever God gifts the Holy Spirit to create faith, the kingdom is there. So that by his grace, we believe his holy word and lead a godly life, now on earth and forever in heaven. Did you catch what he's doing there at the end of that? Now on where? Earth and forever in? Now on and forever in? Something's going on here with the kingdom. The kingdom of heaven. There is this now and not yet aspect to it. Look at this diagram with me. We have that. Basileia. It's a cartoon. I think simple drawings can sometimes help us best understand what we're talking about sometimes in Scripture. This understanding of kingdom, the Greek word in the original Greek is basileia. Everyone say basileia. Isn't that a cool word? That's a cool word. Basileia. That means kingdom in Greek. And you see the castle and you see the king and you see the kingdom down there and the mountain and all the territory. There's obviously this this geographical kingdom, and there's the subjects of the kingdom, and there's a king. In the third century, a Greek uh, theologian and scholar, 
genius named Origen of Alexandria came up with the Greek term that helps us understand the kingdom of heaven. It's auto basileia. So look at this next drawing. You want to say auto basileia? Auto, literally translating in the Greek by, by himself. So the kingdom by himself. So the kingdom of heaven is, as Origen presented, the auto basileia, the kingdom of heaven is in a person by himself, and his name is Jesus. God in heaven, where he rules and reigns, sent his son Jesus to the earth. The kingdom of heaven came down in Jesus. Look at this uh, diagram with me, if you will. The kingdom of heaven sometimes can be better understood as the here now, the here, but not yet. Remember when I started the message, when I say kingdom of heaven, what do you hear? Maybe it doesn't have to be one or the other. Maybe it's both. This is what Origen said. The kingdom is here because Jesus showed up on the earth. The kingdom of God has come in the person of Jesus, so it's here, and we have the time on the left. We have the present age, so the time Jesus came, born in Bethlehem, grew up to be a man, preached and taught for three years, performed mighty acts of God, went to a cross for your sins and mine, came out of the tomb three days later as he promised he would and rose from the dead. And now we're in that present age. We're on the other side of the cross. We're in that present age. Then Jesus and the Bible later promises he's coming back. Turn to someone and go, he's coming back. Go ahead and say that out loud to someone right now. He's coming back. He's coming back, and that's going to be the age to come. So the kingdom of heaven is here in the present age, right now, in current time, and after the second coming, it will be the age to come. And as I mentioned earlier, that place in Scripture where there will be no more death, no more mourning, no more crying, no more pain. It is the time where we will all be together with God in heaven forever. That's the promise to a believer in Jesus as Lord and Savior. Turn with me in your Bibles to Matthew 3, verse 2. It's back a few chapters from today's Scripture reading, which we're going to jump to in just a little bit. John the Baptist is preaching and baptizing in the wilderness in verse 1, actually. And, and Jesus hasn't shown up yet on the scene. He says, repent, for the kingdom of what? Heaven has what? Come near. Repent, which is tell God you're sorry. Tell, confess. And then, Why? Because the kingdom of heaven has come near. Auto basileia, in a person, Jesus. The kingdom of heaven, God has taken flesh. And he's crashed into this earth. Auto basileia, the kingdom of heaven has come near in a person, in Jesus. The here and then not yet, the kingdom of heaven. Sometimes I like to uh, work with metaphors and illustrations because I, I find them helpful. And I want to ask you this question. This is another really important question. 
How many of you here have had Whitey's ice cream from the Quad Cities? Raise your hand if you've had, turn around, all right, Whitey's. If you have not, raise your hand there. Okay, you all need to plan a pilgrimage to the Quad Cities right now. If you've had Whitey's and you think it's the best ice cream on planet Earth, say amen right now. It, 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 it's crazy. Pastor Mark got me on Whitey's ice cream, and Whitey's was the guy's nickname in high school. He had white blonde hair, and, and his kid, friends called him Whitey, so he, he opened up a, an ice cream shop. He had a 15-year-old uh, kid uh, in the area come work for him with his brother, and those two brothers went to Augustana College, and then they graduated. They kept working throughout the whole time. They stayed on at Whitey's, and then Whitey's sold it to the brothers, and they just celebrated their 85th anniversary. You got to go. I'm telling you, you got to go. If Pastor Mark were here right now, he'd be, he'd be turning around and looking at all of you and going, you got to go, you got to go. It's that good. I don't know what it is. It's just, it just is. How many of you, if you've gone to a Froyo place or an ice cream shop, have gotten the sample spoon ever before in your life? Raise your hand if you've gotten the sample spoon I think right after the light bulb and the wheel, the sample spoon is the next best invention in humankind history. The sample spoon. I mean, you know, oh, can I try the banana graham? I've never had oh, the mint chocolate chip. Don't ever ask to try the mint chocolate chip because they know you're lying. So, <laughs> Like you've never had mint chocolate chip before. <laughs> Just a little freebie there. But it's so great because you get a what? A taste. You get a little taste. Get a little taste of Whitey's ice cream. Get a little sample. Get a little taste. And then, after a decision's made, comes the double scoop sugar cone. And there it is. The the sample, the taste, is the here now. The yet to come is awesome. Bible says, no eye has seen, no ears heard how incredible heaven is going to be. But in this lifetime, we get tastes. We get to gather for worship and we get a taste of the kingdom of heaven. We're in that kingdom. We get a taste when we serve other people and we sponsor kids through compassion. We get a taste when our connect group gets together and we share our faith and we do life together. We get this taste of the kingdom of heaven because God has come down in this present age. The kingdom is here, as Luther said, wherever the Holy Spirit is creating faith, wherever God's people are in every continent on this planet Earth, the kingdom is here. We get the taste, but the yet to come is so much greater and will be for all eternity. I want to turn to our uh, four short parables that Jesus talked about to help us understand better what the kingdom of heaven is like. The first one, and let's turn in our Bibles to Matthew 13, and let's, let's skip across these together. The first one is um, about a mustard seed. A farmer um, puts this in the ground, and Jesus says it's the smallest seed, but it, it, it grows to be the, the biggest, the biggest uh, plant in the, in the whole garden. And everyone knew that. It is so small, and yet it's the biggest shrub, plant in the whole place. That's the kingdom. He also goes on and says, 
The kingdom of heaven is like yeast, in verse 33. A woman takes and mixes into about 60 pounds of flour until it's worked all through the dough. The kingdom's at work. It's doing something. It's transforming. It's changing people. It's active. Sometimes we can't see it, but it's, it's there. Jump to verse 44. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. A man finds it and he buries it again and then he, he, he goes and buys the field because it's that priceless to him. And then he tags on one about a pearl. Again, a priceless item in Jesus' day. And the pearl in Jesus' day was not only very valuable, it was something so precious to people because of its beauty. So what's Jesus saying about the kingdom? The kingdom that's here and not yet. The kingdom we get a taste of now, but is going to be so amazing for eternity someday as believers in Jesus. Well, I think there's at least three things. Let's go back to that mustard seed. The first thing we can think about today, look at that seed. The mustard plant is the biggest one. It grows. And so the first thing to think about is this. The kingdom of heaven grows. Say that with me. The kingdom of heaven grows. It grows. Hallelujah started in a school with people setting up chairs. How many of you were there? You were setting up chairs. And you didn't have 600 families when it started. And you didn't have an 80,000 square foot campus when it began. But the kingdom grows. And the kingdom grows when we invite other people. The kingdom grows when we are out as the hands and feet of Christ in our lives, doing life with others, not connected to a faith community, and we say three simple words to them, come and see. Try that on. One more time. Come and see. See, you can do that. You may not be able to, to give a, a deep uh, testimony. You may not be able to be, preach a sermon, but that's okay. And if you can, great. But if you can't, you can say those three words, come and see. There's a chair nearby you that's empty right now. And God wants to put someone on your heart where you can say those three simple words too. Come and see. Come and see. The parable of the mustard seed tells us that the kingdom of God grows. It began with 11 guys after the cross of Jesus, terrified, scared, thinking their lives were going to be taken from them, they were hiding out in fear, and then the resurrection of Jesus completely transformed them, and they went out into the community and began proclaiming, he's alive, he's alive. And now this little mustard seed has grown into the largest faith in the world. The second thing is back to the next parable. It's about the yeast. On the left, you see the dough before the yeast has done its work, and on the right, there you go, ta-da! I think it tells us this, the kingdom of heaven transforms. It transforms lives. A couple in our church came on the Alpha course, and I won't give you their names, we'll just call this guy um, Bill, it's not his name. And his wife dragged him to Alpha, and uh, Bill came along, and Bill, you know, seeking, open to finding truth in, in the scriptures, but not right there. His wife's there. And he said, Bill said to her uh, somewhere on the course, you know, I, I know you want me to believe like you do. I'm just not there. 
I'm just not there. But the kingdom of heaven transforms. And somewhere along the course, Bill looked at his wife and he said, what did you do to me? What did you do to me? And she's like, what? He goes, I believe. I'm changed. And she said, you prayed that prayer, didn't you? Where you invite the Lord into your heart. He said, yeah, I did. The kingdom of heaven grows. The kingdom of heaven transforms. And in the last two short parables, Jesus talks about a buried treasure and the great pearl that the merchant finds. What is he teaching us here about the kingdom of heaven? The third thing is this. The kingdom of heaven is priceless. You pile up your portfolio. You pile up every toy you and I have. You pile up every award. You pile up every honor we've ever received in this lifetime. It pales in comparison to the value of the kingdom of heaven. To have that in your life, to claim that, to say, I'm part of God's kingdom. My king, the king of kings is Jesus, and I'm a part of his kingdom. I'm his child. I'm far from perfect. I'm working on it. I'm figuring it out. I'm trying to do the best I can as a believer, and I go to the cross every day for forgiveness, and I live in that kingdom. I breathe in that kingdom. I live in this world, and I go through my day, and I say, I'm a child of God. He's my king. It's that priceless. It's that priceless to be a part of the kingdom because it's here now and it's yet to come. I mentioned earlier we're going to honor our 2018 graduates from high school and to all those transitioning from college or grad school or whatever it is, you're getting your doctorate and you may be in this place too. I I just want to encourage you right now with the words of Jesus. And he said this. Seek first the kingdom. Say that with me. Seek first the kingdom. The one who brings the kingdom says, make this your number one priority. And not just to graduates now, but to everyone here. Sometimes pastors pray for peace and comfort in your life. I'll be honest with you, I'm praying this this message rattles someone's cage today. It rattles your cage because your priorities are out of whack. And you need to hear Jesus, who is the kingdom, in person, say to you, seek first the kingdom of God. And then this scripture continues, and the righteousness of God, and then everything else will be given to you. But there's nothing more valuable. There's nothing that will transform you anymore. There's nothing that will grow more in this world than the kingdom of heaven. If you invite Jesus to be your king, seek first the kingdom. And so to the graduates today in the next service and to everyone here right now, I say wherever you go, spread that kingdom. Invite people to know the Lord. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and then everything else will be given to you because the kingdom is here now and we're in it. And what is yet to come is even greater and for all eternity. What do you hear when I say the kingdom of heaven? 
I have a prayer that someone here this weekend only thought of it as that final destination. But that one needs to understand you need to start living in the kingdom right now. May we pray? Lord, the gift of your kingdom is so amazing and so awesome. And by your Holy Spirit, you call believers to faith. And whoever believes is a part of your kingdom. Lord, as we go through life, we have challenges, we have struggles. And you know that, Lord. You know our hearts more than anyone else. And yet you call us to the cross for forgiveness and grace. You call us to being renewed by your Holy Spirit. You call us to bring light to the darkness in a world that sometimes is so dark. Lord, your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. In Jesus' name we pray and we all said together, amen.